Hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to 16W with Norman. We are coming to you from Tampa and it is a chilly overcast day here. Um, Norman is probably going to sleep this one out. He's not feeling pretty good today. He has a uh, he has an allergy to grass. We had him tested out for an allergy and it's grass. So this medicine that we give him is basically giving him like a grass enzyme directly via liquid that he gets under his tongue twice a day. And it, it makes him feel, it, it just, it puts, it sets him on fire. But the whole object of it is that it's supposed to actually give him the grass in his system to help him build an immunity to it so he doesn't have the grass allergy all the time. And uh, it takes about one to three months. We're somewhere in in month and a half or so. And he, um, you know, he's just, I, I hate watching him scratch his face and stuff, but hopefully we, we agreed to stick it out till May 1st. So hopefully when May 1st rolls around, he'll be feeling a little bit better and it won't be as bad when, when grass is really, really in bloom. I mean, it's Florida, grass is green year round, but, um, yeah, yeah, as you get to the hotter days and stuff, and it's getting watered and blooming and constant, he gets he gets real miserable. So hopefully this will help him. Um, otherwise, it's back to there's some other stuff we can do like injections, uh, cytopoint injections, or something called Apoquel, which is an uh, oral medicine. We got away from that because Norman is like a spy when he has to take medicine. Like he'll eat pretty much what you put in front of him, but somehow or another he knows that there's a pill in something. So when he gets his heartworm and, and flea and tick stuff, it's a chewable little thing, but I put it in peanut butter, he'll lift the peanut butter off of it, spit out the pill, I put it in cheese, done the same thing, liverwurst, it smells really, you know, potent, he was good with that for a while and then figured that out, so we got to be creative and tricky on how to do it, I hate forcing the pill down his throat, but, so I don't even know if he's going to move, I mean, you probably hear him snoring a little bit, but I can mic him up just to, you know, how loud it is, but, uh, but I'm just going to give him a break today. He's having a, a crazy day. I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I wanted to start off with a little bit about the stock market. Everybody's going crazy. You know, we've been going crazy for the past few months. Um, you know, if you see Wall Street bets on Reddit and all these things about GameStop and AMC and Nokia and all that stuff, I was lucky enough to, my brother-in-law is a financial advisor, and, and he just said, listen, if you're going to play around with the market, it's not bad to, to play around with that, but it's going to be volatile. And then he gave me some stuff that's been steady. So the stock market's actually been pretty good this year. Um, so between podcasts, a little day trading, and some other activities that we have going on here. But uh, so the stock market's been pretty good. I, I can't really complain about that. I uh, did get a kick out of this week watching President Joe Biden trip up the steps to Air Force One, not one, two, but three times. Um, it reminded me of an old Chevy Chase skit that they did on SNL where he played like Gerald Ford and he just was like the most uncoordinated guy on the planet with walking tables and stuff. But uh, it's aging myself showing, going back that far. But uh, I guess it's just one of those things after... Four years of the last administration that wasn't presidential, and then everybody talking about how much more presidential this administration was going to be. It, I said it the other day. It, it's troubling to me that no one's really heard this guy speak. He hasn't taken a live question or any of that stuff, which is a little bit awkward. I, you know, the last administration we might have looked clownish to the rest of the world uh, in some aspects for the tweeting and all that stuff. But I don't know how much stronger of a country we are with sanctions in China, fighting with Russia, 
you know, when Vladimir Putin's saying, hey, listen, let's have an, uh, an open discussion, like on air type of deal, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I don't think there, there's a whole lot of confidence in the rest of the world in our, in our current administration as well. So we'll see how that pans out. I wanted to talk a little bit about some sports and some entertainment stuff, and then a little bit about my weekend. So uh, first and foremost, I am wearing a collector's item, New York Knicks Eastern Conference Champions hat that is over 20 years old. Still looks pretty good, if I, I do say so myself. It's a little weathered on the brim there. But uh, but uh, through that on, Knicks have been doing pretty well. I mean, they're not they're not playoff contenders. Yeah, not true playoff contenders yet. They're probably a, a scorer away from that. Um, but uh, but they're definitely better than they've been the past, with the exception of a couple of Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo Anthony years, like 2012 or 13 ish. Um, they're better than they've been. So you know, I, I like checking in on them. And I'm able to catch up with them. And we got some guys, like everybody made a whole hell of a loo about Zion Williams when he came out. But R.J. Barrett, quietly, the number three pick, has steadily improved from last year when he was drafted. So excited about him. A lot of big exciting news for the Giants. Giants signed wide receiver Kenny Galladay, and they're, they're working on uh, another, another defensive player right now that they're trying to sign. The Giants team... The defense is decent. I mean, the defense isn't bad. They got a strong young secondary. They have a pretty stout defensive line with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, and they got a couple other guys coming in to help them. They uh, linebacker. I mean, we got Blake Martinez, and we, we signed a guy. I'm not going to butcher his name from the Vikings. Uh, whenever something happens with the Vikings, I, I call my buddy up in New Jersey, who's a huge Vikings fan. He'll give me the skinny on the guy. Um, we got we got the defensive lineman, and we also got a guy named Kyle Rudolph as a tight end, who I always liked, always tough, uh, Notre Dame guy. We got him. So our defense is looking young and tough. Our offense has skilled players everywhere. Now, there's a lot of injury questions that are going on. This receiver, Kenny Galladay, talented beyond belief, but has some injury issues. Saquon coming back off an injury. Uh, the two biggest questions for me, and the rest, of, the rest of the wide receiving staff is decent. I mean, Sterling Shepard is pretty reliable catching the ball. He's our slot receiver. We have a guy by the name of Evan Engram, who is going to, I think, work in conjunction with Kyle Rudolph. Evan Engram is got tremendous, tremendous talent, but he seems like a flake. Not, not, look, I don't know the guy. Um, he just seems like he's not concentrating at times during pivotal parts of games. So uh, I think they brought Kyle Rudolph kind of into, I hate to say mentor, because they're all professionals and they're all making millions of dollars, but uh, sometimes a young player needs, needs someone to give them the skinny on how to be a professional. And I, I think part of, part of the Rudolph signing is that. The biggest question, number one, is our young offensive line, will it be able to hold up? Will these guys be able to gel? Uh, we got a young offensive left tackle, rookie last year. We had a new starter at center last year. We got a couple guys at guard that I like. I don't know how, how much they're going to maul on people. So the, the offensive line could be okay or it could be a train wreck. And it's not really one of those things. Uh, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and, and this is, you know, Saquon Barkley's a great player. No one could deny this. The year he came out, I wanted Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. Um, that guy, you see what he did to the, the Colts' offensive line. I mean, he literally transformed it year one into this mauling, sick unit, and they've been good ever since. I mean, saved the year of Andrew Luck's career and, and gave Philip Rivers, who's like a statue back there, some time. 
Um, so hopefully our offensive line can gel. But then the biggest question is Daniel Jones. He's in year three. Uh, year three is kind of the thing in the NFL. Guys, guys turn the corner. I mean, there were guys that had success early in their career. Guys like Matt Ryan and, and Joe Flacco took their teams to the playoffs like their rookie or second year. And so one or two years, you never know. But usually year three, you look at Josh Allen as an example. Uh, and that's the big parallel that's going on right now. Josh Allen plays for the Buffalo Bills. Last year, the Vikings wanted to draft a wide receiver, so they traded one of their stud receivers, a guy by the name of Stephon Diggs, to Buffalo. And you basically watched Josh Allen turn into a Pro Bowl, almost MVP caliber candidate. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there are some similarities to Daniel Jones and Josh Allen. They're both gamers. They'll both put their nose in there to get that extra yard when it's needed. They both have pretty big arms. Um, Daniel Jones is a little bit more accurate. Josh Allen has a little bit bigger of an arm, but you know the, the progression is now we got this guy Kenny Galladay, who's a big target. Give uh, give Daniel Jones a receiver he can go downfield to a guy that's going to go up and make catches. And the parallel I like to think about more is early in Eli's career, the Giants went out and got uh, Plaxico Burris uh, as a free agent from Pittsburgh. And he's a little bit of a head case, you know. I mean, uh, I actually met him when I lived in Atlanta. He was kind of a Kind of a dick to me, but I listen, hundreds of, you know, tens of millions of dollars, who knows what goes to these people had to just meet some dude. But uh, Plaxico, what Plaxico did for Eli, I think Kenny Galladay can do for Daniel Jones, kind of bring him along, give him a target that he can, if he puts a ball up that's not perfect, the receiver can go get it. And, and if we can get some of those and turn some of the turn, bring some of the turnovers down by our quarterback, the Giants uh, in, a, in a weak NFC East, could be could be division winners, maybe even win a wild card. Beyond that, they're probably one more year away after everybody's healthy and they can gel. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing what the team looks like. I'm getting excited about the draft, which is the end of April, early May. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And then the last thing I want to talk about in sports is my miserable, my miserable NCAA bracket. I don't even want to pull it up. I don't even want to look at it. I, I, I just should have made it, printed it, and put it in a shredder because it's awful. I mean, two of my, my two teams in the finals are still in, but two of my final four are gone. Um, I mean, it, it, there should be a like a forecaster division and then a moron division, and I would be in the moron division probably a third of the way down, two-thirds of the way down. But uh, my bracket's busted. I mean, I have Baylor-Gonzaga in the final with Baylor winning it, and hopefully – Hopefully that'll at least play out and I can get some points back on the back end, but who knows. Drinking Orange Crush today. Very rare for me. I liked it as a little kid, as a little fat kid. Um, all the sugar and stuff in it, but I'm dragging a little bit today, so I needed a little bit of sugar, so we went with the Orange Crush. Delish, out of the bottle, even better. But that's another story for another day. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about some entertainment stuff. There's so much cool stuff on right now. I mean, everybody talked about how the pandemic kind of killed the movie industry, but the pandemic has generated great TV, like incredible TV, long form stuff. I watched the first episode of Falcon in the Winter Soldier, and it's up, oh, Norman, stretching. Good boy, buddy. Put that head down. Yeah, I got you. Falcon uh, in the Winter Soldier, episode one, kind of like WandaVision, like you're watching it going, where are they going to go with this? So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two or three episodes, but it seems it seems pretty good. They're talking. You get some flashbacks of of uh, 
of uh, the Winter Soldier, like back when he was Bucky and he was fighting and stuff like that, and and uh, Falcon. The storyline's a little weird to start. I'm not. I don't like to do spoilers. Let people watch it for themselves. But Marvel, the Marvel expanded universe that they have that they're bringing into uh, Disney Plus. A lot of it's intended to tie together to the next phase of the movies that are going to come out, and it looks pretty cool, like what they're setting up. That's exciting. I also was able to get through the entire Justice League extended cut, the Zack Snyder cut. I talked about this the other day. Long story short, Zack Snyder was doing this movie. He, it was to be like his opus. Um, his, his, I think his daughter got sick. He had to leave the set. Josh Whedon came in, finished it up. It was just edited real bad. Like, if you've seen the original Justice League and you like superhero and DC stuff, you will see that um, this movie, while it's long and it's not a perfect movie, at least it gives you some more substance to what's going on. Now, I had to watch it in three parts. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, uh, I watched about the first hour and 20, and then I, I went and did some stuff, and then came back and watched another hour, and then finished it up later in the day. Um, so it would be tough in a movie theater. You'd almost have to be like an intermission type thing or in two movies broken up. But it definitely goes into detail on the villains, and it definitely gives you more robust storylines around the, the actual Justice League. It's a shame that it, it was so panned when it came out, because it would have been nice to see them take it down the road a little bit. But uh, again, I'm super excited for The Batman with Robert Pattinson. It's coming out in 2022. You can see, I mean, I'm a geek for... for um, superhero stuff. I mean, I've had these action figures since I was a little kid, and my wife made fun of me. I got this in my collection. It's not an original item. It's a repro, a repro, reproduction, but it is the Batmobile from the 70s with with Batman and Robin in it, fitting in it. Dude, I am a child. She made fun of me for about, I think she left for about seven or eight minutes straight. But hey, I don't care. So it's out of the box. I saved the box a bit. I, I put it on display, but it, it's cool. Like, that's shit that I played with when I was, I mean, that stuff came out in between 72 and 77 or 78. I had, I had like every one of those things. I remember when I was a little kid, my, I had to go to a birthday party for a friend of mine, Mike Guido. Well, Mike Guido from New Jersey is my boy. He, uh, my mom had gotten him a present for his birthday. It was one of these things. And I remember just finding where she had his staff. I didn't know it was a present. I was a little seven-year-old fat kid. I'm like, damn, this is mine. I opened it up, played with it, blah, 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 blah. She was pissed. She, you know, she, I had kind of trashed the box, so she had to go out and get another one. And at the time, they were like probably four bucks or six bucks. But 1978, 79, four, six, eight bucks is, is crazy. Uh, you know, I'll talk about some of the pricing stuff that I saw over this weekend. But so that's the superhero, superhero stuff. And it's funny how you see stuff from the past and how, what it actually ends up, you know, what it actually cost when it was original, you know, and then now people are getting hundreds of dollars for these things that, that are original in mint condition. Like I have a couple and I lucked out with two of them. Two, out of all the stuff I have, most of it's pretty cheap, not really super original, but I had two things that I got that were actually original and I, I really made decent money on IRS. This is way past this past year, so IRS can't get me on this one. But I bought a 14 or 16 inch Batman original box, perfect condition. I think I paid like 79 bucks for it, and I sold it for like 650. Just timing of how it went, and then I had a real OG Stretch Armstrong. Like Stretch Armstrong, they, they took it off the market because kids hurt themselves with it. 
that I had an OG original, perfect package, perfect foam, one little tear in the corner of the package, and I bought it. I think I paid about 200 for it. And it sat in my collection forever and ever and ever. And I started seeing them online. It was like six, 700 for not in good condition. And I ended up getting like around, around eight or 900 for it when I sold it. So that was two awesome, awesome deals. But most of the stuff I just have to, as toys and stuff, I'll give to my niece and my, I'll give to my nephews when I, when I'm ready to kick. But, uh, so that's some superhero stuff. And then I went back and watched, if you haven't watched it in a long time, uh, the movie, the matrix, and I'm going to say this and it's completely serious. The movie The Matrix changed the way action movies are made at this point. So, like, if you if any if you remember it, if you saw it, there's that slow motion, like where he's moving and bullets are whizzing by, and it's like this slow action, uh, live moving type thing. The only place I ever saw it before The Matrix was a movie called Blade with Wesley Snipes. There's a couple scenes where he did it, but The Matrix The Matrix took it to a new level. I watched that movie again. There's certain scenes in that movie that are just so incredible. First time Neo plugs in and learns to fight with Morpheus, incredible. Um, the scene going in to rescue Morpheus at the end, and you know, sorry for spoilers. If you haven't seen it, it came out in 1999. Uh, Bruce Willis sees dead people too, so spoilers. Um, but when they go in to rescue Morpheus and they're loading up with guns and stuff, I mean, just the the cinematography is is outstanding. So I watched that again this weekend, and I enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. <clears throat> so uh, so that was really cool. So if you haven't gone back and watched the, the Matrix now, you could, for me, I could even get into the second one, Matrix Reloaded, a little bit, because it kind of gets into stuff. The third one, Revolutions, I didn't really love. Apparently, they're going to do like a reboot of that. So that's, uh, I look forward, forward to seeing that reboot. And speaking of like reboots and things that are going on, um, if you don't know this, there are six, literally six, Game of Thrones prequels in various stages of production and, and coming, uh, you know, scripts and things like that. And there was one, a, a previous one done that I guess they did a pilot for, it didn't kind of pan out. The only one that's legitimately scheduled to be released in 2022 is one called um, House of Dragon, House of Dragon something, um, House of the Dragon. And I guess it's the rise of the Targaryens and, you know, the dragons, if, you, if you're familiar with the show. I know it ended shitty. I mean, I liked the whole series until, like, the last three episodes. Um, and the way it ended, I mean, it just left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But but uh, I still liked it. I mean, I can get to all that stuff until the very end. And then now they're going to do a prequel that talks about, you know, the Targaryens and how they came into power and, and their reign for the Mad King. So, uh... So I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. Um, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and entertainment-wise, if you don't know a guy by the name, an actor by the name of Wendell Pierce, this guy is lights out in everything I see him in. Like he's never, he's never in anything bad. Like he was in Ray, uh, Ray Charles with Jamie Foxx. He had a small role in that, but on the small screen, he, he was in The Wire. He was, uh, he was phenomenal in The Wire. He was in Chicago PD for a few years, and now, and I'm embarrassed to say this because I really like these type of shows, and I just haven't been able to get into it um, until recently, but the Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime, he plays Jim Greer in that. He's phenomenal in that, too. Uh, 
and John Krasinski is phenomenal in just about everything he's in. I mean, whoever picks his scripts, if it's him or, or his hot wife or his agent, I don't know. But he's always in cool stuff. You know, like about 13 Hours, the story of Benghazi stuff, he was in that. He was great in that. Obviously, The Office, different type of role, but good. But he's phenomenal as Jack Ryan. So if you don't, if you haven't seen it yet and you want to add something new, if you're bored or you're looking for something to watch, that Jack Ryan on uh, Amazon Prime is really good. And Wendell Pierce is phenomenal. You look up some of the stuff he's in. You, he just plays a variety of characters, and he's he's got like the gruff, I don't give a shit what happens attitude down perfectly, and into, integrates well, especially in this in this Jack Ryan series against Jack Ryan, who's a Boy Scout. Um, but I, again, no spoilers. It's good though. It's definitely really good. So you should check that out. And then the last thing I really wanted to talk about is hobbies and, and my weekend. So. There's all sorts of hobbies, right? Like, I played softball, uh, you know, in a bunch of... I played in Georgia, but I had gone to, like, Dallas. I had gone to Hawaii. I went to Vegas. I played in all these places uh, all over South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida. It's a community. Like, that's a community of guys. And you have your group of guys that you play with, who you're cool with, for the most part. Um, and these guys you see every weekend, like acquaintances. And you get to the park, and, you know, it's generally pretty cool until it starts to get closer to the end and then it gets tight and people, you know, they're butt puckers and they, they start to get a little, a little ornery about stuff. The funny part about it was though, it, it was softball was that people would talk shit on the internet all week long and then you go to the ballpark and they'd be like, hey buddy, how you doing? It's good to see you. I missed you last week, blah, 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 blah. So, and I, I wasn't really into that, but I like going out and hanging out with the guys I played with. I always like playing with guys that I enjoyed their company because it just made it enjoyable, more enjoyable when you win and and passable when you lose. And I was a great softball player. I mean, I was slightly above average. Uh, once I started breaking my shoulders, I couldn't throw anymore. And then once I broke the other shoulder, I couldn't swing anymore. So um, now my back's messed up and I'm afraid to swing because I'm afraid my back is just going to go. So I am uh, I don't get to play that anymore. But uh, there's a lot of parallels. You know, some people do four-wheelers. Some people do motorcycles. Some people do boats, race cars, even podcasts, right? So... I go down to Bradenton Racetrack in Florida, about an hour away from my house, and I catch up with a buddy of mine. This guy I've known since we're probably eight years old, a guy by the name of Rich Kinkato, and I grew up with him and his brother. And listen, most of the guys I hung out with growing up were degenerates. I mean, I'm not going to name them. I mean, but if you're watching this, you know who you guys are. You've been there with me, and you know. So I don't need to bring that stuff up. But this guy, Rich was always like smarter than all the other guys I hung out with like book smarter uh had his head on straight uh his brother and I got along better because we were kind of the out of the three of us we were the dumber of the two so we paired up together and, and Rob was still really smart really mechanically inclined but Rich was always way smarter than than me and and I always thought smarter than Rob but hopefully he doesn't watch this and if he does he knows it um so I go down and meet and this guy Rich had, had been running race cars since we were, you know, since we were little kids. They always were into sports, you know, into Z28s and Mustangs. And, you know, if you grew up in New Jersey in the 80s, you couldn't throw a stick without hitting a Z28 or a Mustang GT 5.0. So they're all over. So I go down to this racetrack and I meet up with him and his racing team. Now he's not racing anymore, but he does a lot of the electrical stuff and the piping in the cars and stuff. And he's got a great crew. I go down there, and the setup is incredible. Like, they have a trailer. They camp out on the, at the racetrack all weekend. It was, uh, 
a guy named Joe, who's the driver, who Joe and Rich are partners, and, and a guy named Bruce, who does technical shit with the computer. I mean, it blows my mind the stuff that they see. And they, they see, like, I got to, I could watch a live video of a car race, and they see it on a computer. It's like looking at the Matrix. Like they can see it on the computer what's going on with the car without actually seeing the car. And it blows my mind. Bruce does that. Uh, a guy named Eddie, who they call Cash, who does a lot of the mechanical stuff. And then a couple of their kids were there this weekend. The nicest group of guys. And all I kept thinking about was the parallels in hobbies, right? And I guess the hobby you choose depends on, depends on, I don't want to say how wealthy you are, but, you know, how you handle your money, right? So softball, you could probably get away with playing softball, maybe, maybe two grand a year, three grand a year, if you, between your entry fees and bats and balls and travel and all that stuff. Um, riding a motorcycle, having a Harley, I mean, that's expensive. I mean, you know, at the time, 17, 18 grand for the bike another five or six grand in chrome and, and motor work and you know but my bike i haven't touched or played with uh as far as changing anything in, in years it runs great i like it i get it tuned up checked out all the time it's good to go i don't actually do the work so i have to pay somebody to do that so that's an expense but it's not too bad um four wheelers are cool i just i don't like to clean up boats I, I enjoy being on a boat. I hate everything about the rest of having a boat. So I've never been into a boat. And I, there's literally a lake. I'm looking out the window at a lake right now in my neighborhood. And I, I'm just not into it. A couple of neighbors have invited me out on the lake, which I'll probably do. But just the, the upkeep of a boat. You know, they say the, a boat owner's favorite two days, the day they buy it and the day they sell it. But again, an expensive hobby. Um, podcast is cheap. I mean, not, not too bad. I mean, the, the overall scheme of things. But we're down here and we're watching this race and these guys qualify. And I ended up meeting a guy by the name of Fletcher Cox, real briefly, Philadelphia Eagles, monster dude. I mean, like, just monster. But he's got a setup. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, watching him, like, my buddy set up some tents, but then you walk down to this other guy, you know, this other guy's set up and you're like, holy crap, man, Fletcher. It's got, I mean, it's got, it's, it's comparable to what you make. I mean, He's a real good defensive player. I always hated him because he's on the Eagles and he fucking always killed the Giants every time they play. Um, and I was wearing a Giants t-shirt. I went up to him. He kind of gave me a grin. I said, hey, bro, you kill us. But I, I love the setup we got here. He just kind of laughed me off. But uh, his, his, his setup's got to be somewhere, and I'm guessing, this is purely guessing, between 3 and $5 million to run what he runs. And sure as shit, while standing there, he literally sets the national record for his class while he's in there. And he doesn't drive it. He just, you know, does his thing. But uh, it was phenomenal. But out of all that stuff, the camaraderie, the guys hanging out and eating food and talking shit and doing all that stuff, it was so good to see my buddy. So let me give you a little bit of background besides the fact that that uh, we grew up together. We... Him and his brother and I literally walked to school together every day from sixth grade until we got driver's licenses. Because where they lived and where I lived, it converged at one corner, and then we walked the rest of the way to school. So we did that every day. Cold, snow, didn't matter. We, you know, we, you know, I'm, I'm sounding like an old dude. We walked uphill in snow, two ways to do this, that, and the other. But uh, so we hung out all the time. And then when we were kids, like eighth grade. They did a battle of the bands in our high school, and these guys had played instruments. I, I couldn't play an instrument, but I could sing. Before my before my before my balls dropped and my voice got deep, I, I actually could sing. 
average, below average, but it was the balls to get up on stage and, and do it in front of a big crowd of people. And uh, I'm working on, I'm sending out a package, an old videotape of a battle of the bands that we did as juniors in high school with this guy who played drums, Rick, who I was hanging out with this weekend, his brother Rob played bass, and had another guy named Steve, who was our guitar player. So I'm trying to restore that videotape. I got to send it out and get it restored special because it's all gunked up. So this is a guy, you know, we were in classes together, we grew up together, we hung out together, uh, and to see him watching people I, I'm friends with do shit that they love, it makes me happy to see that. It also makes me a little, a little envious, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you like this. For me, I happened to be good at what I did work-wise. I had a, 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 in a, a financial operation, which is what I did for 20 years. I just had a knack to be able to see ways to improve things properly. So if you had a, uh, a person that processed a type of transaction in an operation center, I could look at there's 12 steps. I could look at the process and go, well, if you take out these three steps, it's going to save you time, it's going to save you money, it's going to get more productivity, and it's going to be better for the, you know, for the company, better for the, the staff that's doing that task. I was good at it. I hated it. I was good at it. But I started to make more and more money, and I couldn't get away from it. And then 0809 happened and the market crashed. And I said, I'm going to switch. And I started doing the marketing thing. Um, but I'll tell you, watching that, you know, having, seeing the passion that these guys have, uh, it, it just, it really blows me away for it. And then the way this stuff works is you do your trials, you qualify, and then it goes into a bracket. And they won the first race in their bracket, advanced to the next round. And the second race... They ran against another car, and they both had blue Mustangs, the bodies were blue Mustangs. The inside is not a Mustang, it's, it's just a shell. Um, and I saw them go down the track, and then I saw smoke, and then I heard them announce there's a crash. I didn't know who, what happened, but apparently the cars were going down the track. Uh, not, not my guy's driver, Joe, but the other guy, his chute didn't open, he jammed on the brakes, his car spun in front. Joe had to like jam on his brakes and twist a little bit to get out of the way. And we were all kind of, I mean, I was really shipping up. I was, like a, I was like a little baby. I'm like, dude, is everybody okay? What the hell is going on? I was freaked out. They were all like, this is going to be okay, blah, 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 blah. And then I guess the rule supposed to be after you finish your race, they have to weigh your car because they have to make sure you didn't take a bunch of stuff out of it to make it lighter so they can get down the track faster. The car that crashed couldn't get weighed after the race. It was wrecked. I mean, it flipped. It was on its top, all this stuff. The driver was okay, a little sore. I'm sure he feels like shit today. Um, but they couldn't really weigh that car after the race. So the, uh, an official from the track comes back and says, no, you guys should be good. You should move on. Even though Joe lost the race by like eight one hundredths, eight one thousandths of a second. So, uh, it was great. It's, it's so close. It's so fine tuned. And they tweak and do all this stuff to get a tenth of a second, a hundredth of a second, all this stuff. So even though we lost the race time-wise, the other car couldn't move on. They told us we were going to, told them they were going to move on. Us, I was just there eating. Um, and then they came back like a half hour later and said, no, we went and checked the rule book and all this stuff. You, you lost the race. You don't move on. So neither car moved on. So just ended, it lowered the field. And I was kind of bummed. I felt shitty sitting there. I know they were all kind of bummed about it. And I ended up leaving. Um, but I had a great time. What a, what a cool event. I got to see... Uh, some sick, maybe they have a car show there with a whole bunch of stuff. It was real sick. I like that. Um, and the, the best thing about it, and I'm going to give a plug and a shout out. I haven't even eaten food yet, but, oh, I did. I ate, I ate a burger. Joe, 
Clemente owns a place in New Jersey called uh, Dolce and Clemente's. It's an Italian deli. If you're up north in Jersey, like Vicentini Brothers, but on steroids, like massive. So said, Joe, I'm sorry, you know, it didn't work out this weekend. I said, but listen, if you get an order from Tampa, we'll have to work out how you get it to me. So, the, you know, out of all the fun and the camaraderie and all the cool stuff that went on, to, to see if to see if I can actually get food shipped to me, that would be phenomenal. That would be a bonus out of all the stuff because it all comes back to food for me. So, had a great weekend. Uh, we've got stuff going on this week. Uh, thankfully, it's been a little chilly. We have an air conditioner issue in the house, so we have the AC people coming this week. I um, we have our Cory Lake election for the Property Owners Association. I don't know if I'm going to win. Um, what I will tell you about that is I'm not going to compromise my integrity uh, to do things that other groups are doing. Um, we have one group that just bombards the internet with something every five minutes. And it's, it's one person that does it, and I just, I, I can't. I, I just, I, I get so many notifications of things getting posted, I have to mute them because it's absurd. Uh, and then we have another group of people that seem to be pretty secretive about what they do, but I've never had an issue with them. So I'm not going to compromise I'm not going to compromise who I am personally to fight over a volunteer position for the POA board. If I get in on Wednesday, great. I will serve my community the best that I can. If I don't get in, I will sleep like a baby on Wednesday night. I'm not going to fight over it. I'm not going to argue over it. It's a volunteer position. What's the saddest part about all the election stuff that's been going on for about a month is I live in a relatively affluent community. I mean, it's, it's a nice neighborhood. Uh, it's a little older of a community as far as the, this place started being built in like 94, 95. My house was built, I think in 97. Um, but the majority of people in the neighborhood are 55, 60 plus or older. To watch these people fight and argue over what's being said and what's being done. Um, it's not that they're not passionate, which I dig. It's just the level they stoop to, the name-calling, the sarcastic comments. And it's by both sides. I mean, it's by both people. And I'm just not going to stoop to that level. So that's going on on Wednesday. And then I head actually to Dallas to see one of my degenerate buddies from growing up. Uh, just hang out with him and his wife and his brother and uh, eat some good food and have some good company uh, over the weekend. And... Uh, and, you know, just get a little bit of break from here. It's, it's funny. My buddy's lived in Dallas for, I think, like six or seven years. He always loved it. Kind of like going to the south to get out of that cold weather of New Jersey. And then his brother finally moved down there with him. And, like, the first month he moves, they get the worst snow and ice they've had in, like, 20 years. And people are all freezing and, and miserable. The guy brought the snow with him from New Jersey, so... Hopefully I'll bring some warm weather because it's going to be like 90 degrees here by that by the weekend, 80, 90 degrees. I'll bring some of that warm weather over to Texas and hang out with my boys um, and his wife. So I, uh, you know, all the stuff going on that's crazy around the world with COVID and all these things that are happening and, and wherever you stand on this thing, it, it's, I'm not looking for a political debate. I don't have any callers calling in or doing any of that stuff. I'm just yammering to a, a snoring dog. Um, Florida, I feel almost like I got over. Like, Florida versus New Jersey. I talked to my buddy in New Jersey, and he's like, it's miserable here. We can't go out to eat. We're trapped in the house. We've got to order food. It's got to be delivered. Uh, kids are not in school, or they do doing video. Uh, 
the kids are around the house all the time. And here, since about June, like starting in March of last year, stuff shut down. I mean, it was it was slow. You could go to the supermarket, you get gas. That was about it for about a month and a half, two months. And then slowly things were loosened. And by July of last year, it was like, with the exception of getting into the hospital, when my mom passed, I couldn't get into the hospital. I had to take her out of the hospital when she passed, but um, I couldn't get into the hospital, but everything else was relatively open. You know, and listen, out of respect, I'll wear a mask. If, if people are uncomfortable with breathing a mouth breather, uh, a mouth breather, um, I'll wear a mask. I'm not looking to offend anybody, but when I'm out and about by myself or doing stuff, it's me and Norman hanging out, whatever, I don't wear a mask. I, you know, um, I don't want to say I have faith that I'm going to be okay. Look, anything can happen. My dad's got his first shot of his vaccine. He gets his second shot in a, in a week or two, or not even, like a week, um, next week. So life isn't too bad down here in Florida. And uh, I mean, we got cool stuff in this neighborhood. Like next next week, Wednesday, I think the 30th, we have a food truck that comes to like our clubhouse, our beach. We have a beach in our neighborhood because it's on a lake. They bring a food truck in and like a Mr. Softy truck. So like, how great is it where I live that I could actually just walk down the street to the lake and get tacos, burgers, ice cream. You know, once a month they send a truck in. It's some cool stuff the neighborhood does. Uh, not everybody loves everything the neighborhood does, but you know, there's worse places you could be. There's worse things you could be doing. Um, we're living a pretty, a pretty decent life. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to get back in the gym, which is probably going to happen April one because it's still been recovering slow. Uh, pushed me off a couple months, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take it slow. Enjoy the ride. I hope you guys do too. Have a great week. Um, all the best. I'm gonna tag some people in this, so. If you don't like being tagged and I'm talking shit, feel free to untag yourself. And uh, please, follow 16W with Norman. Share it. Tell your friends about it. Like it. I'd like to eventually get paid doing this. I mean, if I can get gas money out of this podcast, that's a win for us over here. So, guys, have a great day, and I will check you later.